All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in noon Eastern on a Tuesday. That means it's time for Daily Faceoff Live. I'm Tyler Uramjack. He is our NHL insider, Frank Saravalli. And the show, as always, is brought to you by Botano 19+. Plus. Please play responsibly. Our Botano picks of the day coming up a little bit later on in the show. Frank, sadly, I did not ride with the Phillies money line yesterday. Bad life choice. Uh, that place must have just been rocking after the back-to-back first inning dingers. First pitch of the game, send it into orbit. I mean, honestly, Bryce Harper blowing out the candles, the old 3-1 as he crosses home plate. Does it get any better than that? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, We are live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. If you're hanging out in there, hit the like button. Also, we're looking for some inbox questions for later in the day, so drop those in with the hashtag AskDF. Oh, I see our guy Jeremiah is already in there. Frank, before we get into our four topics today, uh, a little bit of an update from the Ottawa Senators. Josh Norris maybe getting closer to returning? Inching closer, practicing with PP1 today. So certainly a good sign for the Sens. They could really use to get someone like Josh Norris back. Uh, Really, really good player. Obviously, this has been a grind with the shoulder. I'd imagine confidence will be and mean as much as health moving forward. Yeah, so we'll see if uh, Josh Norris gets into a game at some point here in the coming days. Uh, Let's talk about what we did see on the ice last night, Frank. Let's throw up two minutes, 30 seconds, starting with the Matthew Phillips revenge game in Washington. We talked about it a little bit yesterday on the show. And Phillips, I mean, have yourself a night. I cannot even imagine how good this felt for him. Going up against a team that drafted him 116th overall all the way back in 2016. 
and then just never really gave him a chance, Frank. And then he got his chance to burn him last night. He did exactly that, a goal and assist in just 12 minutes and 43 seconds. I mean, what a story. The Flames, they're probably going to regret letting this guy slip through their fingers. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I think Matthew Phillips is a really good player. There's still so much to be determined, but there's no question and no one has ever questioned the talent and skill that this kid has. And I think what you also shouldn't question is his heart. You could have scripted that, seen it coming from a million miles away that his first NHL goal would come against the Calgary Flames on his first opportunity to kind of rub their face in it. And I think maybe the disappointing part for the Flames is doesn't really have anything to do with the current regime, certainly not the current coach or GM. Um, It really stretches back to Daryl Sutter and his reticence to give younger players a chance. And you see a training camp like the one that Matthew Coronado had, and you see uh, some of these other young guys being finally worked into the lineup for the Calgary Flames. This is what should have been occurring the last few years. And had you done things a little bit differently, maybe Matthew Phillips will still be there. Nonetheless, I fault him not at all for taking a chance and going out on his own to try and find it as a group six free agent. You find someone uh, that, that you have some connection with, uh, that you feel like can can give you a shot and certainly gets that in Washington uh, and now is on the board in the NHL. Yeah, and giving the Capitals a really solid spark. I think that's a team who last year, obviously injuries were a big, big part of that storyline, but they they felt almost a little stale as a group, Frank. And now you look, you got Phillips in the lineup contributing. You got a guy like Connor McMichael, a youngster coming up. It feels like there's a bit of a breath of fresh air in this Capitals team. Yeah, and, and that's much needed because you're trying to figure out, as you mentioned, stale was kind of the way to explain it. Um, they've needed a shot in the arm from some new faces, some younger guys, and they're not going to be able to spend crazy money on the cap or or assets to go out and get these players they're going to have to try and find them in different ways find them on the margins and that's sort of where they end up with phillips who by the way i should mention and i think it's fair to mention that um the calgary flames did make a really big push to try and keep him craig conroy tried to convince him that this year would be different uh the flames actually offered matthew phillips a two-year deal not a one-year deal uh part of the issue was that they were only willing to go two-way, and he gets a one-way, one-year deal from the Washington Capitals that makes a big difference for a guy that at age 25 doesn't really have a lot to point to in terms of career earnings. Not just that. It's about opportunity, and he finally gets it. Change of scenery as well. He gets it, and he's finding success now with the Washington Capitals. It was two thumbs up for Matthew Phillips yesterday in that game. Two I thumbs said it, down. Patano, I, I before we, in the segment yesterday, I go Matthew Phillips revenge game. Matthew Phillips yeah. the goal. You could see it coming a million miles away. You called it, Frank. Uh, anyways, two thumbs down for a couple of players last night in the NHL, though. A couple notable benchings in the league, Frank. On one hand, you had Timo Meyer, who, hey, I, I pegged this guy to score. I said he was a lock for 40 this year at the Devils. Not off to a great start so far this year with just four shots in three games. And on the other side, Damon Severson. First off with Meyer, Lindy Ruff was not hiding his feelings about this at all yesterday. He said everyone should be angry about that loss. Said it was a coach's decision on who didn't play in the third. And he even had a line that Timo Meyer can't be taking the penalties that he did. There were incidents you can point to directly with Meyer and 
kind of the same with Severson, who is early in his Columbus Blue Jackets career, was supposed to bring stability to this blue line and kind of did the opposite of that, at least on this moment here with the Red Wings jumping out in front two to nothing. Uh, what do you make of these two incidents? I think I'm a lot more concerned if I'm the New Jersey Devils about Timo Meyer. You mentioned Locke for 40 goals, and I was kind of thinking to myself, is there a chance that Timo Meyer's overrated? I mean, if you look at his career progression and his numbers, he's sort of been south of a point-per-game player for the last couple of years, and yes, he's twice touched 30 goals, but hasn't really even threatened to get to 40. So part of that is games played, I'm sure. Part of that is whatever else. But it's really the way that he came into New Jersey last year was so disappointing. He was a non-factor in the playoffs. And then to start off this way after signing a $70.4 million contract this summer, that's a lot to ask in New Jersey. And I just wonder if at some point did we – have we gone too far? Did we just sort of pencil him in for this big of a leap without really kind of having the crystal clear evidence to say that he could get there? I, and and maybe that's fair. Maybe it's one of those situations where everyone just assumed, oh, you get him out of San Jose, this team's not doing well. You put him on a really good team with some more high-end talent, and boom, he's going to pop. But that, like that's not always the case. It's not always a lock. You mentioned you know, some of it in terms of when you look at where he ranks in goal scoring over the last three years, say he's pretty far down that list. Some of that is games played, but there's also something, Frank, the best ability is availability at some point, right? Like at some point you get the injury tag. Yeah. And I, I'm not as concerned about that. I also just wonder mentally, like confidence wise, where's he at? It wasn't a good run to close out last year. And then to start this year and be benched in game three, like, does he maybe, we were just talking about the Phillies, does he maybe require a little Trey Turner approach where you need a softer hand for a guy that maybe puts a lot of pressure on himself? I don't know what the answer is. All I'm saying is being paid more than Jack Hughes for the next number of years puts the Devils in a spot where they need Timo Meyer to produce. And really the way that he started this year, not a good look. And interesting just that, Severson was also in New Jersey the last number of years and gets to Columbus now. And I kind of, I actually really like the statement that Pascal Vincent has made in the first couple weeks with the Blue Jackets. Uh, I don't know if anyone was expecting a, a Mr. Nice Guy uh, after the transition from Mike Babcock to Pascal Vincent, but I think the accountability question if there was going to be one has certainly been answered with Kent Johnson getting healthy scratch to start the year. And then following that up with Damon Severson don't play in the third period at all. Um, these are two pretty critical pieces to the future success of the blue jackets with that massive new deal that Severson signed. And of course, Kent Johnson being the, um, you know, sort of next wave, the future of the blue jackets and where they're heading. So, it's a really interesting way to start the year. Yeah, but like you said, I, I don't mind it. The Ken Johnson one I thought was maybe a little premature. I thought maybe you let him play in a game before you go that route with Severson. It's, it, it puts in that culture of if you're not bringing it, I don't care. He was the highest paid defenseman in their lineup yesterday. Didn't matter to Pascal Vincent. He doesn't care about the cap. It's, he cares about winning games. And Severson wasn't helping them win that hockey game. So I like the culture it puts in. I think for a coach like that who comes in on the heels of Babcock, he's 
do you think maybe he was even facing some pressure to do some stuff like this and be like, hey, like, I'm not going to be a pushover just because I got this job at the last second. All you have to do is read the statement from Yarmo Kekalainen and look at the track record of coaches that he's hired. And it's abundantly obvious to everyone watching that there is one way that Yarmo Kekalainen wants this team to be run and that's it. Yeah. All right, Frank, let's move along to what's coming up tonight in the NHL when a handful of the league's winless teams will have a chance to well, scratch that itch and finally get into the win column. You see a list here. Some of these teams have racked up loser points. That's great. But all of them sit without victories. And I want to focus in on the three that are in action tonight in Buffalo, Edmonton, and Seattle. And it's it's not like these are expected basement dwellers, Frank, that are off to just really, really poor starts. These are three teams with high expectations and also three teams who are playing in really tough divisions. So and, and sorry, I forgot to mention the LA Kings are also in action tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, but these are teams behind the eight ball, only been two games. But considering they all play in really hard divisions, it'll get it'll get late quick and not late in the sense of like late in the season. But you'll start to feel pressure quick is what I'm trying to say. Is that the old uh, Yogi Bear? It's getting late early. Yeah, there you go. OK, so, yeah, I think um, when you look at some of these teams and and certainly some of them staring down some expectations, yeah. um, I don't really have a high level of concern for all of them. But at some point when, you know, two or three weeks, you're starting to see the same thing time and time again, mm -hmm. that's different. We talked yesterday. This is overreaction season. Everyone likes to get to this point where, they try and put a stake in the ground and say, this team is what they are. I think we're so far premature from that and got to be careful. Two games is not a big sample size. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of where I come out on it too. I know we had a question in the YouTube chat about if, if any of these teams are, should be starting to feel some significant pressure. And I don't think we're there, but it's a league where nothing is just given. Getting wins is very hard. And if 0-2 bleeds into 0-4, then you start to have some problems. And I think when you look Who's... at each of these teams, like Seattle has scored two goals in three games. Like that is a major concern for me. And their offense was a question mark coming into the year. In Edmonton, you were worried about what's going to happen between the pipes. Between the pipes has not been good so far early in the year. Even in LA, 11 goals against in two games. I know we really dug into that yesterday, but that's just maybe where although it's only two games and it is a small sample size, the concerns are legit because these were preseason concerns. These are things that you looked at each of these rosters and said, that's a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem. Yeah, and I, I think in, in LA, the goaltending, huge question, and I think a, a rightful one to ask. I think in Seattle, you mentioned the, the lack of scoring, the huge shooting percentage years that so many of those guys had last year. Everyone seemed to be clicking at the exact same time it kind of, they felt to me like a team ripe for regression. And maybe that doesn't mean outside of the playoffs, but I certainly think they have an uphill battle to climb. And you're starting to see that. You're also, if you're Seattle now, one year they, ha they have a tough year in expansion. Second year they bounce back into the playoffs. They're, they're not going to be catching anyone by surprise anymore. No one's going to be taking a night off against the Seattle Kraken, one win away from the conference final. You start to get a different reputation and approach from teams around the league that I think is a real thing. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, Frank, let's have a little fun on a Tuesday here. I've cooked up another segment, and I'm going to pick your brain on a few things. I was sitting yesterday, you know, last night doing my show prep, getting ready. What are we going to talk about? And I started to cook up these dream scenarios. You know when people do like the, this guy's on pace for this many points in the first two games, and it's like, okay, like that's obviously not going to happen. I have a couple of things that I looked at last night, started to wonder about, and I want you to tell me if they're just daydreams, if they're unrealistic, or if there's a real chance that they happen, are they dreams or reality? First one I got for you, Austin Matthews, red hot start to the year. Elias Pettersson, red hot start to the year. You look at Connor McDavid, perennial Hart Trophy finalist. What are the chances all three Hart Trophy finalists this year play on Canadian teams? Dreams or reality? Uh, Could be reality. I mean, who is... I'm just trying to think if you're going around the league to round up Hart Trophy candidates, who else would you have jumping into that mix? I mean, I guess you could see a Matthew Kachuk there again. Like, go through some of the best players in the league. I I said before, we're in a golden age of Canadian hockey. Mm -hmm. This is, for for fans of those seven teams, it's, it's about as good as it gets outside of maybe Montreal right now. And the Sens are on the upswing. The Jets just re-signed their guys. All, all reason to have excitement. Pedersen, you mentioned. McDavid, Dreisaitl. The Flames, you know, should be squarely in the mix this year. I, I don't see any reason why that couldn't be reality. All right. I like that. Uh, let's head out to Pittsburgh, where Evgeny Malkin is off to a flying start this season with six points in three games. Now, he was a point-a-game player last year, so we got to crank it up a little bit here to make you make you think a little on this one, Frank. Evgeny Malkin returning to the 100-point mark this season for the first time since 2011-2012. Dreams or reality? I think that's a dream. And I say that because I know that he was healthy last year for the first time since it felt like a long time that he played a full season. But to really get back in that 100-point range, I mean, he hasn't been on that pace really since 2019-20. 
And that still, he only played 55 games that year. Of course, that was a shortened season. Most guys played 70. He played 55. He had 74 in 55 games. And then the the year before, two years before that, he had 98 in 78. So when he was completely healthy. Last year, he played 82 games and had 83 points. I'm going to say dream. And last one I got for you here before we move along back up to Canada in the Vancouver Canucks. They got 12 goals in two games, Frank. Last year, they did not have a single 40-goal score, but they did have two guys hit 39 in Kuzmenko and Pedersen. Besser's off to a flying start. Could the Canucks have three 40-goal scores in their lineup this year? I don't see it. I think Brock Besser could have a really nice year and top out at 35. Pedersen, I think, is going to branch into the 50 range. But Kuzmenko, I think they could get to two, but I have a hard time seeing three. Maybe JP Miller. He had 32 last year. Yeah, it's a kind of it's it's, it's kind of a stretch to think that right. they could get there. Yeah, fair enough. All right, there you go. Dreams or reality on a Tuesday, like Frank. It. Let's move along to some uh, insider info. Frank's notebook. It's icebreakers. Let's get into it. is brought to you by DoorDash. Don't let the holidays get ahead of you. If you're running out of time to run errands, go grocery shopping, cook a delicious meal for that gathering you agreed to host. It doesn't have to be this hard. Make DoorDash your holiday hack this holiday season and get your grocery groceries, meals, and more delivered right to your door. Dash that for the win. Frank, let's get going. Patrick Kane talk. He's the title of the show for a reason. As we get a couple of weeks into the season, season here and as we keep rolling along, all eyes are on this Kane situation. There will be no shortage of interest in him. But do we have any idea yet of what his list might look like? It's still kind of open speculation to this point as to where Patrick Kane might be thinking. You can imagine all of the contenders in the league lining up to try and get Patrick Kane, who the videos look unreal. His progress from this really significant hip resurfacing surgery it seems to be amazing. He seems to be healthy and skating as well as he has really in the last few years. Certainly dangerous for everyone around the league. I'm going to give you three teams to keep an eye on. And one, definitely not a surprise. The Buffalo Sabres, hometown team, uh, makes a lot of sense. A team certainly on the upswing. Could you imagine if Patrick Kane is one of those guys that can help end this crazy long Sabres playoff drought? I think the Sabres are squarely in the mix. You mentioned the own to start. But we'll see where it goes from here. The New York Rangers are a team that's also pretty closely paying attention to Patrick Kane. And with good reason. You saw what they gave up last year to get him. Uh, they knew at the time that he wasn't healthy. It didn't really quite come together like it probably should have. But I think they were really impressed with the way that he entered, the way he was a leader. Uh, they were just kind of hoping, wishing, praying that he would be at the you know, sort of Patrick Kane, number 88 showtime level that we're all used to. I think in the back of his mind, he's also uh, certainly uh, intrigued by the idea of what it would be like to go back there and maybe, you know, sort of finally put that piece back together. And then I'll, I'll throw you a third team. And, and this is by no means an exhaustive list. These are not the only teams that are on Patrick Kane's radar, but I'll give you another that uh, those close to him have noticed that he's been keeping an eye on, and that's the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, certainly a surprise to me when I heard it. I thought it was really intriguing. Um, but I have to tell you that the idea of getting Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkett 
relinked is certainly something that has stood out to many. So um, the Red Wings are another team. Let's see how this season develops uh, before we make any judgments. Uh, Carter asked this question in the YouTube chat, so I'll float it your way. When is he expected to make a decision? Is it going to be like well before he comes back, or will it be like, okay, I'm in game shape, now I'm jumping into the lineup? I don't know the specific answer to that, but the the answer is nothing before November. Okay. So we've got two weeks left. Uh, Halloween is two weeks from today, the last day of October, which means this isn't really all that far off. That's sometime in November is the target date for Patrick Kane to get moving again and and make some kind of decision. And uh, as mentioned, keep an eye on those three teams. I, I, you know, there will be others coming out of the woodwork to try and make a pitch. But I, I think those three teams are sort of some of the ones that have been mentioned to this point. They'll be looking to make their offenses a little more spooky after Halloween, you could say, Frank. Huh? No? Hard no. All right. Uh, let's move along to a different story then. Uh, it's kind of been percolating under the radar. The Carolina Hurricanes, they're the only NHL team without an AHL affiliate this season. What's going on there? It's certainly been a slog. And I, I think when you look at the places that they've placed some of their players, this is a lot less than an ideal situation for Carolina. Uh, they've had a couple prospects go back over and play in Europe, which they seem to be okay with. Uh, they might not have, you know, a complete handle on uh, the development path when players are over in Europe, but they're trying to make the best of a bad situation. They were linked up with Chicago last year. That fell apart. They actually learned about the Chicago Wolves cutting ties with them on an affiliation agreement when they read about it in the media. Uh, and they've made a push, actually. Uh, and Scott Housen, the AHL commissioner, mentioned this at the NHL's last Board of Governors meeting on October 4th. If anyone is interested in selling their AHL franchise, the Carolina Hurricanes are open and willing to pay much more than the last AHL franchise transaction, which sold at $11.8 million. So they're ready to buck up and pay. They'd love to have this settled. The problem is there's no short-term fix. They went to the AHL this past summer and tried to convince the league to expand one additional team. And they said, no, no, we're not going to go to 33 teams when there's only 32 NHL teams. So that was a no. And now the Hurricanes are trying to convince someone else to sell. 21 of the 32 AHL franchises are owned by an NHL team. So, yes, uh, less than ideal to have Pyotr Kochetkov, their guy that uh, they think could play a big part on their team in the near-term future as a goalie, uh, playing for the Syracuse Crunch, who are uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning affiliate. But, look, uh, they're trying to find an answer, haven't come up with one yet. I, this question will pop up, I'm sure. But so this isn't just an example of Carolina being like, oh, we could save some money by not doing this. Like they're willing to pay. It was just the agreement fell through. Not at all. And I think that's kind of what bothered so many about the way the story was reported. They had specific uh, instructions and plans for their prospects. Like any team, they view this as a developmental league. And so where they butted heads with the Chicago Wolves, who are independently owned and run, is the Wolves are trying to play their players to win a championship. And the Canes are saying, well, we're paying for all these players to be here. We want say on how they're used. 
and they want their youngest players being put in situations where they can improve. And so there's this push and pull that exists and probably not really a comfortable place for some of these teams to be. Um, maybe their best bet was a couple years ago, sticking with Charlotte and how that worked out. Yeah. Uh, so any longer term solution here or is it just kind of a waiting game until they can find someone they can work with? Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. No short-term fix. But here's what I'll throw at you, and this is what I think is the most interesting thing. I think this is three, four, five years down the line. But at some point, does the NHL swoop in and essentially either purchase or or buy out all of the franchises so that each NHL team owns their own AHL team and you can finally, once and for all, make it a true developmental league instead of have some teams where they've got five or six guys making 400,000 a year that are vets that have no chance to play in the NHL again. It's not an easy scenario to work through with. You've got different priorities per team. So major league baseball did a really good job with this. They essentially took over all of the minor league operations and AAA and made it a true development system. Uh, will the NHL follow suit? Not today, but maybe in the next handful of years. It's it, that is so interesting because I think if you asked a lot of casual hockey fans or people who aren't on the inside, like they would assume that's already the case, I think is kind of the feel. But it's interesting to hear. You've uh, got 20 year old kids that are just trying to to get their feet wet in pro hockey going up against 29 and 30 year olds that are playing for keeps mm -hmm. and for a living, making 400 grand a year, trying to run a power play. These two things, they don't go hand in hand with each other. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you know what does go hand in hand, Frank? Dinner time and DoorDash. And for our Canadian listeners, you can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25, all caps on NATION. It is up at the top of your screen. I'm terrible at pointing at things on the screen. Shout out to our friends at DoorDash. Shout out to Frank for another good edition of Icebreakers. Move along to our daily face-off inbox question, Frank. And on the heels of all that talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, Jeff is in the Facebook group. And I can even flash up his question here at the bottom for you. Look at that. Which Carolina goalie gets traded? Is there any pressure on the Kings with Kachekov down in the American nope. League to move someone? No? No, I think they're perfectly comfortable, especially knowing the injury history to both Frederick Anderson and uh, Antti Ranta, that at some point, invariably, one of those guys will be banged up this year, and they'll have to bring up Kochetkov, as you mentioned, four-year deal, $2 million per. They got in front of that. They think he's going to be something. They just don't have a spot for him right now. I'd be surprised if he's not in the NHL full-time next season and beyond, but they felt like going with Anderson and Ranta gave them the best chance to win this year with Kochetkov as insurance. Win and by now. the way, I, I don't know why there was so much made of this last week. There was like, hey, they're sending Kochetkov to the Tampa Bay Lightning affiliate. Just so everyone is abundantly clear, they cannot call up Kochetkov to the Lightning. So I don't know why this became a thing, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I got a chuckle out of that too. It's like... A you know, this has happened before. It's, it's, I know it's uncommon, but it has happened in the past. They were saying, yeah, look at the Vasilevsky injury, Kochetkov's in Syracuse. I'm like, yeah. And like, okay, just uh, not, not going to happen. Uh, Frank, you're getting, you're getting some heat in uh, the YouTube chat. Someone's calling you Islanders hater, Frank Saravalli. Um, yeah, well, what can you do? I don't hate, I, I don't look, I don't discriminate. I hate everyone equally. So I don't know. I have Fair no enough. skin I in the game and do not care. 
I was using that as a transition to my Botano daily bets over at Botano.ca. I got a couple of plays here on a Tuesday night, starting with, well, let's dig into the Edmonton-Nashville matchup. They call him the mayor of Smashville, Frank. Leon Dreisaitl has torched the Preds over the last number of seasons. In his last six games, eight goals, eight assists, 16 points, and he's playing on a line with Connor McDavid tonight. Drysaddle usually produces in these spots. You're getting them at plus 120. Tremendous value. I'm all over Drysaddle over one and a half points tonight. And in the Arizona-Nashville game, Frank, I'm so tempted to bet on the Yotes. That's why I wanted to bring up the Islanders hater thing. Tonight, I might be an Islanders hater. I'm chickening away from the money line, though. It, it's close. It's not quite there for me. I wanted it closer to 2-1. to one. I am rolling with the under, though. It's hit in one of the two games for the Yotes, and it hit in the Islanders-only game this season. Sorokin versus Vamelka. I like those two that that goalie matchup, so I'm going under five and a half. It's lame to bet unders, but I'm doing it. I don't mind it. I, I think when you look at the Islanders and their inability to score the last few years, plus Veggie, the best nickname goalie in the yep. league, uh, not a bad spot. There you go. My two picks for tonight, courtesy of Botano, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Let's wrap up the show with a little bit of garbage time here, Frank. Was this move from Evgeny Kuznetsov garbage? Let's roll the clip here. I personally... Love it. I, I think score by any means possible. You might look like a donkey, but guess what? Caps got two points. I like it. Utterly ridiculous. Not the spirit of how the shootout should be. It's like uh, kids on my 9U and 7U teams, could they would go in faster than this. And I understand, to your point, Not I'm not knocking Kuznetsov. You have an opportunity in front of you to go in this way. You do it. I'll give you two ways to solve it. You can either, one, put in a shot clock, which I think would be easy and also kind of fun, add some pressure, or two, which is way more fun. This is the Brian Burke idea. Give him a chaser. Start a guy at the top of the circle in the other end, and as soon as the whistle blows, boom, that guy can take off and chase you down, give him some back pressure, make it a real hockey play, and take the puck. Who says no to either one of those ideas? I think it's a little gimmicky, although the idea of Connor McDavid just chasing down three shooters in a shootout is kind of funny. Um, I think the heat this is getting, Frank, this is like the tush push debate in Philly with the Eagles. It's legal. If you don't like it, try to stop it. No, but that's what I'm saying. If you don't like it, change the rule. This rule needs to be changed. This was never the idea of it. What's wrong with the tush push? Guys have been able to do that for decades. Guys have been able to float their way in in the shootout for over 10 years. No one's done it as good. But as it's just a off. recent trend that there's no reason to it. There's no yeah. reason for it. It uh, wasn't the only clip I liked from the Washington Calgary shootout last night. Darcy Camper picks up his first win since becoming a proud papa. And what does he do to celebrate? He does the little rock the baby. I like it. That was cute. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, that's a wrap. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for a Tuesday, October 17th edition of Daily Faceoff Live, brought to you by Badano. Shout out to DoorDash, shout out to Frank, and everyone over in the YouTube. Guess what? We'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern time, right here on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. We'll chat with you then. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.